Welcome back to another Quarantine Blues episode of the self-acclaimed Through the Seams podcast. Today's date is April 17th for the next, like, 10 minutes. Uh, It's already, like, 11.50. Honestly, we should have recorded this about (laughs) three hours ago, but here we are. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Kevin Fielder. I am once again joined by my esteemed panel of guests, or hosts, I guess, uh, AJ, Jake, Tommy, and Jackson. How are we doing today, boys? Doing quite Fantastic. fine, I'd say. Yeah, doing quite fine as well. Last week I said I hate it here, and I still do. Nothing's changed, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's not rolling. <laughs> I think that's, like, the best way for us to explain quarantine. It's just, I hate it here. I, like, I just want to go, like, eat at a restaurant. And, like, do normal life things. I've never realized that half my life is determined by essential businesses that are just bleh. Um, today's episode is going to be... <laughs> today's episode is going to be a fun and uh, pretty basic one. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take or we'll talk which pitcher we want in a Game 7. And then later, we'll have an interview. A We'll be joined by uh, Barstool Sports host uh, Frank Fleming. That should be a uh, fun one. Anyways, let's get started with this episode. So yesterday, or last week, I guess, we did a podcast episode where we went through and we ranked players, whether they were overrated, underrated, or ranked just right. I believe we got through like 30 players last episode. I honestly lost count. But uh, Tommy had a really interesting take, didn't you? Yeah, um, so here's the case. I called Paul Goldschmidt extremely overrated. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I know Paul Goldschmidt's a big fan of the podcast, and he's listening right now. Um, I apologize, Paul. I take back your extremely overrated status. Um, I'm not going to let this one year uh, get the best of your whole career. And I would even argue you may be underrated your entire career. So, so Paul, I know he's a big fan of the pod. I'm extremely sorry. That's all. Paul, if you are By listening way, to not, this episode, uh, okay, if you want to slide to the DMs of the uh, the podcast Twitter at the Seems Pod, uh, we'd love to have you on one day. Uh, I, again, I'm sure you're watching, you're, you're listening, not watching. Uh, Jake, you were going to say something. By the way, I just want to say I'm not apologizing for my own Voight take. That that's happening. Just not going to apologize. Just want to say that. <laughs> I, I I really want to apologize to Mad Bum because you. Ah, made me put him in slightly overrated, and that still hurts me to this day. Uh, honestly, why'd you guys make me do that? Were you guys just like plotting like behind the scenes, like we're gonna make Kevin put Mad Bum right where he wants to put him? Just we stab his heart in one more time. Let's just do it one more time. Like honestly, no, guys, he's overrated. Oh, 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 really, 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 really. We speak facts. Also, also, also. I'm not apologizing to Otani. Fuck Otani. <laughs> we're, really, we're really having a raunchy episode yeah, of well. today's podcast because, again, we're all kind of done with quarantine. I just really want some Popeyes, and I really just want to go inside and get it. But I can't, so I'm sad. Uh, I think that's kind of all the apologizing we have, unless any of you guys want to air any more apologies or, I guess, non-apologies in the case of AJ. I think I guess we're good. Uh, I think we're good. 
I, I guess we're good. Let's go on to our pitcher in game seven. <laughs> okay, so you match the scenario. Game seven, World Series. You get to choose one pitcher of all time to throw out there, throw on the mound. Fully healthy, obviously. You get their best version. I don't know. Just It's it's a fun game that we have. Uh, AJ, you want to start off with the pitcher that you throw in game seven? Well, yes, Kevin. You're going to be... So delighted to hear this answer. We'll make up for calling Madison Bumgarner overrated. He is, and obviously my answer would be Madison Bumgarner. He's yes. the best pitcher in the playoffs of all time. I love Mad Bum. If I need someone to win the game, I'm going Mad Bum. Nine, ten out of, eleven out of ten times. You can't go otherwise. He's proved it so many times before. He's just the GOAT in that situation. So, you know, I did come prepare for, uh, some statistics on Madison Bumgarner in the chance that, you know, someone else didn't pick him, but I'm sure someone would. In the World Series, he is 4-0 with a 0.25 ERA. Obviously, we all know that game uh, 7 in 2014, where it went, I believe, like three innings, basically shut the door on the Royals, uh, won us the World Series. I thank him to this day for that. Uh, in the postseason overall, he is 8-3. and with a 2.11 ERA, uh, 24 earned runs in 102.1 innings pitched, and 87 strikeouts to 80 or 18 walks. That is literally insane. I think he very well might be the best starting pitcher nearly in postseason history. I mean, his numbers are insane. He's playing in a modernized era, blah, blah, blah. We can keep going on and on about why he's so good, but uh, I don't think anyone else wants to hear me uh love Madison Bumgarner any more than I actually do. Uh, Jake, if you want to keep this going. Oh, boy. Cole Wart. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Andy Pettit here. Um, three-time All-Star, five World Series championships. He also is number one in the all-time postseason wins leader with 19. I just think it's no doubter. I know it's uh, not a popular one. I think Bumgarner. <laughs> I would have gone Bumgarner, but I think Andy Pettit's that's who I would put out for Game 7. <laughs> okay, so totally off topic. Um, I think I almost choked on a piece of ice. Anyways, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on me choking on ice. Uh, Tommy, if you want to... <laughs> if you want to continue. <laughs> um, Alright. I'm going with Pedro Martinez. Um, eight-time All-Star, three-time Cy Young... Uh, member of the Hall of Fame, won a World Series. Um, you could argue he had one of the most dominant um, postseason pitching performances in a whole year. In the 1999 postseason when he was with the Boston Red Sox, he did not allow a run in the complete postseason. Obviously very impressive. Um, so Go with Pedro, one of the most underrated pitchers of all time, in my opinion, and former New York Matt which is most important. More importantly, what was his record against the Yankees? Does anyone know? That's all I really care about. Uh, we own Pedro Martinez. He, <laughs> we're his daddy. But Tommy's not wrong. He he played during the steroid era, and his stats are amazing. He might honestly be the greatest pitcher of all time, but good pick, Tommy. I like that pick. All right, that last part is a little Appreciate bit of a hot take. But, uh, Jackson, if you want to continue, Game 7, who you choose um, my choice would be Kurt Schilling. 
I think if his numbers are ridiculous. He finished with a postseason record of 11 and two, and his 84% win percentage is a major league record among pitchers with at least 10 decisions. He also had a 2.23 ERA, and he had 120 strikeouts to 25 walks. His run during, or his like performances during the Diamondbacks run in 2001 when they won the World Series, were like nothing sort of dominant. Every time he was on the mound, you knew you were going to get out and out of him, and it just that's just what happened. So yeah, he would be my choice. Okay, so obviously uh, I can't choose Madison Bumgarner because AJ uh, already chose him. So I'm going to go with a little bit of an off-the-wall the one. I'm going to go with someone who, in my opinion, had one of the best elimination World Series deciding games performances almost ever. Uh, it's Josh Beckett, 2003, Game 6 against the New York Yankees. He beats them, obviously, 2-0. Marlins go on, win the World Series. Nine innings pitched, five hits allowed. In of, of his 107 pitches, 71 of them were strikes, and he had nine strikeouts. Uh, the dang Yankees lost. Love it. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Randy Johnson in the 2001 World Series, who had five wins, seven earned runs, and just 41 innings. Uh, and he has been one. He's obviously one of the best pitchers of all time. And you know, if if I have a game seven, there aren't many players I trust over Randy Johnson. But you no, know, I, I think obviously my first answer would be uh, Madison Bumgarner, and my second option would probably be Josh Beckett, and then my third option would be AJ. You're gonna love this one, Joe Kelly. You're not serious, right? Obviously, you're not serious. <laughs> well, come on. Did you, I, I think, did, did, did you see his control? I mean, come on. He hit it. He, he, he was able to hit the window. I mean, that's just impressive regardless of how you put it. Right? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy today. I'm not, I'm not in a good mood, if you could tell. Fuck Joe Kelly also. <laughs> Holy shit. This guy sucks. He's a terror. He's whatever. Yes, he's better than me. Congrats. I'm not a major league pitcher. How do you hit? Here he goes. When you have all that room. Holy crap. I'm not throwing a baseball out of the window. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was fairly obvious. (laughs) You were the Boston Red Sox, of course. Of course you're the Red Sox. Couldn't beat up Tyler Austin. He couldn't land a punch on Tyler Austin when he was on the ground. That's pathetic. <laughs> I just I, I, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. So so I, I watched that video a few days ago and um I think my best part of it was when the people in the background go, Did you hit the window? And he goes, Yep. I'm moving picture, by the way. I'm moving picture. Okay. So wait, like, okay, so hypothetical, who are you taking for a uh one one batter? Uh, Joe Kelly or 50 Cent? Because neither of them can hit a target. Oh, I'd probably take myself, honestly. <laughs> Joe Kelly can't hit the target. can't hit a guy with a fastball either. He missed Tyler off in the first time. He's <laughs> not there. I mean, hey, he's on the target now. He'll probably win a ring now that I'm calling him out. I've, I've never Congrats. seen... I'm going to have to defend him. I've never seen so much pent-up energy against a, like... Average relief pitcher. It'd be like it'd, it'd be like you hate him. It, it it'd be like me hating just like honestly, it'd be like me hating Drew Steckenrider for some reason. They're just relief pitchers. Like they they don't have much of an impact. 
I mean, obviously, like, you know, they're they're they not elite. Be. They're not terrible. They're just average relief pitchers. Yet AJ, you, you hate him like he's like like he's like a starting pitcher that's killed the Yankees for like the last six years. No, no, the Red Sox don't kill the Yankees. Let's be real here. Come on. But I mean, I threw two fastball to Tyler Austin. Couldn't hit him on the first one. So you had to go back to the second one. It's a, it's a coward move, but we got Maxwell Brawl out of it, and some good memes were made. But fuck that guy. <laughs> Never forget when Hunter Strickland. Uh... I'm gonna add something. Oh boy. If there was a Game 7 closing outing, if I would pick anyone, Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates Club. Oh, of course. Pug that's Kirby Yates Club. No, Kirby Yates. No, Kirby Yates. Jackson, what did you just say? Mariano Rivera over Kirby Yates? Are you insane? Are you Are you joking? He's, he's not part of the club. How many Game 7s has Kirby Yates off the board? How many That's have you lost? How many? Has he has he been in one? How many have you lost? Has he ever made the postseason? I don't know. In the pot, it's not his fault. He's That's the best pitcher, the pitcher of all time. I mean, I, he might have. Thank you. Wow. Wow. They just need to make Kirby Yates start batting. He'll hit five hundred. He will. He will. Hit a run. That five twenty three line, man. Like I, I, I almost want to put Kirby Yates in like <laughs> OOTP baseball. And see what he would hit over like a 162 game season if he was like a right fielder. Maybe I'll do that later tonight. I don't know. Uh, speak on, on the topic of on the topic of players we hate. Uh, who else do you guys hate? Hey, I've got a few. Bryce Harper. Yeah, I'll agree there. Uh, I'll agree there. I, I, I've hated Bryce Harper my entire life. You know, he's just like he's such a douchebag. He's like the Baker Mayfield of the MLB. That is a really no, good. He's good. See, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. he's really not that good, though. And he gets what do you mean? Okay, calm it down, buddy. All right, let's let's have an intelligent talk here. Let's try not to scream, all right? All right. Do, you think, do you think Bryce Harper? Think Bryce Harper excuse me. Do you think Bryce Harper <laughs> is worth three hundred billion dollars? No, no one on this. Okay, so he's overrated, my guy. Over overpaid, not overrated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There's a, okay. There's a slight difference between overrated and overpaid. No, there's he no was big difference. One play, he he was overrated, which made him get that contract. Okay, to be to to be fair to Tommy, I do think that there is a correlation between overpaid and overrated. I think if you're overpaid, you're usually overrated. Whether it's because you're bad at the game or you know you're good but you're getting paid too much, those two things do kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. Also, AJ, we, we know you love him. You've been wanting him on the Yankees for the last 16 years. But, I mean, he hit 260 last year. He had, how many? Home yeah. 35 home runs. 30, 135, yeah. That's terrible. Oh, he's, he sucks. I, I don't think I'd celebrate over 260. <laughs> 35 Alonzo hit, Tommy. Tommy Pete Alonzo's the rookie. Oh my he, god. He does bring up a point runs. there. Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper hit nearly 20 less home runs and you're saying they have the he same average. He had like, like four less run. RBIs? Look, I I what are you blaming Pete Alonso for not having people on base when he's hitting these home runs? Is that what you, you can't do so that? That's Pete, not fair to him. Fault he can't put more people on base when he hits the home runs. I I do think I do think there is something to the story that 
the year after Bryce Harper leaves the Washington Nationals, not only do they make the postseason, but they then win Thank the you. World Series. There is something that goes there. I mean, whether whether you want well, to admit it, it's because of yeah, no, they there's not a story because Strasburg was not healthy positive. any of the years. But they they struggled Strasburg every year. They they struggled every single year. They were in the playoffs with Bryce Harper. I mean, they they were they were the definition of a poverty franchise. They'd make oh, the playoffs. Right they'd they'd blow a lead. The poverty franchise now the fourth place Phillies. Now they <laughs> win the end. <laughs> okay, there, you're not wrong there. <laughs> I, I I do also want to say I absolutely hate Yasiel Puig, and I don't know why. I, I guess I, I guess it's because he played for the Dodgers, and I hate every Dodger. He reminds me of Bryce Harper. Eh. Eh. To be fair to the Mets, let me. I don't hate the Mets. I the Mets are uh, a like fun it. team to watch. But okay. I feel like you do. Think I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Continue. Uh, Harper's good at baseball. Pretty okay. simple. I disagree. Where did where where did that CBS Sports list have him ranked? Was it like ninety seventh or seventy seventh? Seventy seventh. That was that was. That had him up by like ten places or so. I just I just what? think that was the. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been around the eighty seven range. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's almost top fifty. <laughs> I I I. Oh. <laughs> and the Metro will help this baseball team. That's really funny because there's 30 teams on MLB. And we missed the playoffs for like four games left. There's also like 30 in AAA. Oh, by the way, by the way, Altuve. So, by the way, cheaters. Oh, yeah, no. Just also, also everyone who cheated with the Houston Astros or the Houston Asterix are in their own little list of players we hate. I, I, I didn't think yeah, that was yeah. fairly obvious. Also, anyone who gets um, a hit on Kirby. Speak for yourself. Also, anyone who gets a hit on Kirby Yates is, like, really low. Little brother mentality at its finest. We don't care about that. They're irrelevant to us. What are they Good for you. We were happy. New York, I, I wasn't happy, but New York was happy. It was a fun time for you guys. Enjoy. It's not going to happen for another 20 years, so remember it. Yeah. When the Mets got that big win against the Nationals at the end of the season, the fans were chanting, Yankees suck. Nothing about the Nationals. They just beat the Nationals. They come back, huge win. Uh, Todd Frazier, Tom Server, he hit a bomb. Todd Fathers. Were they, were they chanting, chanting about the Yankees? You know, Todd, the- Frazier, uh, Todd Frazier played in the Little League World Series. I did. Derek Jeter. Did? Yeah, they, they oh, mentioned yeah. that like every it, Little it, League it, World it, Series. Wild. I know that. Uh, well, now we know. Yeah, fun please, fun facts. Please, uh, please, please, while, while, while we trash on pretty much every team that we like. So, you know, I'm just honestly glad the Giants haven't been attacked yet. But I'm, I'm sure that's coming later in either this episode or later. You're the worst team in baseball. Okay, come on. The Orioles still exist. The Orioles still exist. He's pretty cool, man. And, and, and the Detroit Tigers. They also still exist. They're not good either. Oh, the Tigers. The Tigers are worse than the Giants. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Listen to this. The Yankees have had the top three payroll for the last ten years. Uh, here we go. <laughs> the World Series zero times. That's insane. That is crazy. That's so sad. Oh, this is good. What was the last, wait? What was the last, what happened the last time you guys made the playoffs? Uh, when, what happened the last time you made the playoffs? Like, come on. The two way straight. Wild card game. Connor Gillespie. Where is he now? <laughs> yes, Connor Gillespie mentioned, baby. I know who I hate. 
Oh boy, I don't want to hear it. Let's give Jake the boy. Let's go. I'm ready. Give me a weird one. Give me a weird one. It's a preference thing. All right. I'm scared. As you know, Jakey is a big Bobachette guy, right? I hate Vlad. Can't stand Vlad. He is so over. I hate Vlad. I hate him. He is so overrated. It's uh, everyone's talking about the Blue Jays. Everyone's talking about Vlad. Oh, oh, he he came second in the Derby. Oh, oh, he hit like 400 in the minors. What do you do in the majors? Absolutely nothing. Bo comes up. He rakes. He went like, he had a very good debut. I think he got like a double his first at-bat, had a couple of ribbies. And like in like 20 games, he had like almost like 20 RBIs. Everyone's talking about, everyone's talking about Vlad because he's Guerrero's son. Who cares? Let's talk more about Bo. I hate Vlad. And that, yeah, that's it. I hate Vlad. Why do you hate, why do you hate Vlad? I mean, I, okay. I, I just explained it. Boy. Not, no, I know, I know. I know. I know. I know. Vlad. I'm with it. I'm Vlad. We would more than be welcome for you to come on the podcast. So don't listen to that idiot. He had a rough year. We all know yeah. that. He'll be fine. He has the power. He's going to be really good. I'm, I wouldn't be worried. Also, but yeah, your take. Not mine. Sorry, He's not buddy. a player, but I just want to. Vladimir oh, Guerrero Jr. I don't want to talk on the Mets all podcast. You know, I got to change it up. Look, look, Vladdy, Vladdy like helped me win the World Series in OOTP baseball with the Milwaukee Brewers. So he is forever in my heart. Oh, God. He will always be defended by me. Also, Jake, you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else you want me to say. And Jake, what do you expect? Yeah. Also, your OTP franchise, you're going to love him forever. Clint Frazier at 280 for me in my Pirates franchise. <laughs> Let me just love him for the rest of my life. I mean, I do, though. <laughs> love you, Clint. Sorry, buddy. I, I, I am now going to start loving players just based on how they do for me in uh, franchises. <laughs> I mean, uh, interesting thing. Speaking of franchises, good segue, actually. MLB The Show Players Tournament has been amazing. Well, I really liked it. But besides yeah, Hunter like Pence it. struggling, I like it too. stop having fun with that. What happened, Kevin? Besides Hunter Pence, Pence yeah, struggling, it's not been that fun. Joey Gallo is a beast. What is he, 11 1 now? Lost to Gavin Lux? Dude, Joey, Joey Gallo. Game, we, we, we talked about the, the Joey Gallo going off on MLB the show before the podcast. It's just my favorite thing on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, so we have to cut that because <laughs> my, my computer's uh, text <laughs> text messages thing kept going off, and it was pretty loud. Uh, anyways, um, let's go to the interview with Frank Fleming, and then we'll close off the show. All right, guys, today we're pleased to welcome uh, Frank Fleming to the show. Frank is a blogger for Barstool Sports as well as the creator of Sports Encyclopedia. Uh, Frank can be found on Twitter at the username NJTank99. His podcast, Allow Me to Be Frank, can be found on Twitter at FrankTheTankPod. Frank, how you doing today? Suffering like every other fucking day, but <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, <laughs> this has all been kind of tough for all of us. Uh, so I, I kind of just want to start the questions off with the, uh, the, the sports encyclopedia. Why did, when did you start it and kind of what was the inspiration behind it? Uh, after college, I had a tough time finding something to do. For uh, had to, little took a little time to find a job, so I did that in my free time. And it was about twenty years ago I started it. 
how much work did it take kind of daily to kind of get it started? Well, a lot of the sports knowledge I already had, so that was already in there. And I launched it around, I officially launched it in uh, 2001. What's your favorite part about the whole thing? What's like, when, when you look at the site, what's the thing that you're most proud of? That it's got every team on there, and a lot of, including teams that are long since forgotten, defunct teams. How hard was it teams to find? Like, teams like the, uh, the Forgotten NFL and the uh, Milwaukee uh, Badgers, I think it was the name. How, how hard was it to find maybe some of that information from some of the teams that have been... It uh, was tough. It was tough, some of it. And, of course, Wiki is spotty. Wiki doesn't have as much... Wiki is, like, like comes and goes. So, and I'm consistent. So, so what did you use to kind of try to find some of that maybe lost information? Uh, football reference was good. was a good source for me. And then just searching the internet. I mean, uh, there's actually a team from Newark. And Newark Tornillos was an NFL team in 1929... Uh, Frank, obviously, uh, last year you were on uh, episode four, Big Brain, and um, Dave Fortner, obviously, owner of Barstool, um, and his crew gave you um, $10,000. What did you do with that investment towards the website, and I mean, how long did it take? A complete makeover took about uh, six months, a year, six months to a year to, to completely make over the site. And now I'm, I'm back to updating teams. I'm almost done updating MLB and uh, NBA and NHL teams. And then I'll update all the MLB teams. I'm two years behind all my updates. Yeah, it looks great. Because um, I was on it two years ago, and I'm seeing it like today. I was reading about the Islanders the other day. And there's facts I don't even know about because I'm a big Islander fan. And I'm just very intrigued. Um, How did you start working at Barstool? And, it started uh, with the uh, the the. the the rant, the uh, uh, New Jersey Transit's the absolute worst. That classic. Oh, I haven't experienced it yet. They uh, had had me on a couple of the shows. They liked me, and they 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 had me to work for them. And I've been doing stuff ever since. I'm just about finished with today's on this date for that's going to post at midnight. Uh, I might do another taste test tonight. Uh, speaking of Midnight, uh, how'd you get the nickname Frankie Midnight? Because I've heard that a lot. I just don't know. Where because it... I've been, uh, because I always post at midnight. <laughs> and uh, for Barso, who's your uh, favorite coworker? Who's your favorite person to work with? Maybe, uh, maybe Clem, I guess. Yeah, Clem's, Clem's awesome. good. Clem's good. What's it like to work with Dave? Uh, he's all right. What do you, you see is what you get. He's kind of like that, 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 that. Said personality. Fair enough. He's a solid guy. Um, about the Mets, what's your favorite and least favorite part of being a Mets fan? <sighs> least favorite part is the way they always disappoint me. <laughs> the Will Ponds. Feel that. Oh. And the favorite part is when they actually finally pull something out and they win. It it feels special, not like the Yankees. <laughs> Yeah, Yankees, yeah, right. Yankees, is like, like the Yankees are like rooting for a fucking, uh, the fucking hammer to beat the nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, what was it like um, being on Fox Sports with A-Rod and Frank That was Thomas fun. That was everyone. a fun experience. That was a fun experience. They actually brought me over to see Caucus to do it. But, mm -hmm. yeah, that was fun. 
Wish we could have those days yeah, again. So actually, yeah. wish we could have those days yeah. again. This I'm, is I, this yeah. is um this is just just pure misery. Yeah, it sucks. Um, speaking of the Mets, I am the only Mets fan on the podcast. I want to ask a little bit about Akeem. Um, do you have a favorite season of being a Mets fan that you look back on and you're actually happy about? Well, I was ten years old in nineteen eighty six, so I guess that would have to be the one. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, well, not obviously, but I wasn't around to see the 1986 season, so it's probably 2015 for me when we made that awesome run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we haven't done much great stuff, but we have made a lot of bad decisions. So do you have, like, a least favorite trade or signing that you can recall? <sighs> well, I hated the David Cohn trade years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated the... Um... The Jason Bay signing from day one, even though even even when fans yeah, liked yeah, it, course. I didn't like it, and maybe that's why I don't Never like Jason Bay as much as other Met fans do. Because, you know, you know, people say I could be tend I could tend to be pessimistic, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so when the Mets signed Jason Bay, I said it was going to be a horrible signing, and I predicted that. Uh, he would have a tough time hitting 230 with the Mets. Yeah. 230. And he did. And then I said he would have a he would only hit 20 home runs and only have about 70 RBI. I meant that for one season. <laughs> that is whole fucking career! <laughs> <laughs> Frank, is the uh, Edmund Diaz trade in your top five worst trades? Jared Knelnik, <laughs> when he comes up, they're going to play this for him. And driving in 2,700 career runs, scoring 33,000 runs, and stealing 2,000 bases. His career batting average of 476. Help the Seattle Mariners win 14 straight World Series. Frank, I'll I'll be honest. I'm not sure that last part will happen because Seattle actually has to make the playoffs first for okay, to win the World actually, Series. They traded into the Yankees. And they, and they, and his lifetime, and in and in 400 career at bats against the Mets pitching, he has 390 hits. 211 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and he won. Climbed a foul pole and caught a home run in the uh, <laughs> 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 
Man, I, I, I almost want to see someone climb the home run foul pole just because I think that'd be the most impressive thing we've ever seen. <laughs> that'd be very entertaining. Frank, I mean, yeah, honestly... He'll have video game numbers. <laughs> he'll put up, he'll put up, and will be the show. Ninety nine power on rookie mode. His one season of Robinson Cano and Ed Luis Diaz. Ed Luis Diaz is going to come back this year. He's going to blow every game. And then, then they'll trade him, and all of a sudden it'll be. I'm good again. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Craig, what was your favorite memory at a game that you were at? Hmm. It'd be opening day 1998 when the Mets won 14 innings, one to nothing. Yeah, that was like a fun one. <laughs> Sounds like a fun, but also really agonizing one. Yes, it was. Well, the Mets couldn't get any hits that day. They only had like two hits, like through twelve innings. So, so they were efficient, at least. <laughs> Tim Spear, I think, was the opening day catcher, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> who were the starters? Uh, who started for Mets? I think it would have been Al Leiter against uh, Kurt Schilling. What year was it? Ninety-eight. Like Ninety-eight. I know That's Schilling really started good. for the uh, the, the Phillies. And I think that might have been Allied's first start for the Mets starting opening day. Let me see if I can pull up the starters for that day. Uh, some unknown backup catcher, Castillo, I believe it is, got the uh, got the game winning hit with the bases loaded in the fourteenth inning. Um, I pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. I think it was Jones was for New York. Bounded along us, yeah. Of course, there was the game a couple of years ago when the Mets went to uh, when the Mets were playing the Cubs. It ended like midnight uh, after 13 innings, and the Mets uh, the bullpen completely imploded and allowed seven runs, like in this 13th <laughs> inning. <clears throat> that reminds me of the World Series. I had to go to the bathroom on the way out and almost got locked in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what man. do you like about New City Field compared to Shea Stadium? That yeah, you can walk around the whole stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my fan, dog after right? Shea Stadium. What? That's the one thing I really did not like about Shea Stadium. They had no outfield seats. The outfield, my personal favorite space. That's it. I mean, that's that's what I didn't like about Shea Stadium. It was just too cookie cutter. Yeah, I, I actually do tend to agree. It was pretty, just kind of bland and basic. Yeah. It was like and, took, uh, and it was it was time to go. It was time for it to go. Yeah. Almost, almost um, kind of feels like uh, the the new Marlins Stadium, and then switching away from, I guess it was Sun Life at that time. Yeah. What's the Sun Life? Yeah. Well, that team, that state's had like thousand names. <laughs> yeah, that, that that stadium gets renamed every year. I mean, honestly, 
honestly, I'm from down here, and we just kind of name it Dolphin Stadium at this point because it gets I mean, changed it was, every it was, day. It was Joe Robbie Stadium, Pro Player Park, Pro Player Stadium, uh, Dolphin Stadium, Landshark Stadium, uh, Sun Life, Sun Life, Hard Rock Stadium now. Yeah, I mean, they've changed that name every single year. I mean, it, it, it it's ridiculous how many times that stadium's changed names. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't even refer to it as one because you don't know if it'll stay that way for the whole season. It might honestly might as well change halfway through the season. It's done that before. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has, and I'm not sure it'll not do it again, so. I mean, uh, it actually was Dolphin Stadium, then it went to Dolphin Stadium, then it went to Landshark Stadium, then it went to Sunlight Field. <laughs> it's been pretty much every local sponsorship that you can have in Miami, besides, like, maybe some of the uh, – Hispanic restaurants or maybe one of the nightclubs, but La Bonita Grill. <laughs> <laughs> Live Stadium. To La Bonita Grill Stadium. <laughs> Chipotle Field. Look, honestly, I'm I'm glad they got rid of the baseball part of that because that was I went to it like is. three games there and it was the least fun experience I've had at a baseball game because it was so just stupid it was a football stadium and you could tell it was a football stadium they didn't even try to make it look like a baseball stadium i mean they just kind of plopped the field on there and said all right guys let's play some baseball they they never the 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 the, the fact that they couldn't build them at least a stadium in early 90s really hurt the moments yeah yeah for sure and then obviously loria came in and been downhill ever since but <laughs> guy is such a con man um i guess we're ready for a last question um do you have a favorite player going up well dan marino was one of my favorites uh yeah um, baby uh, baseball wise i guess it was probably good and dwight good maybe yeah well, I mean, if we have no more fr- uh, questions, Frank, I'm not going to keep you here forever. Uh, Frank, man, thank you for uh, coming on. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Well, there's no, there's no enjoyment. Enjoyment's been outlawed at the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't really One, disagree with two, that statement. three, four, we are the Borg. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to see uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the actual stormtroopers. <laughs> Dan, 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 you're playing frisbee in the park? There's only two of you? You're 18 feet apart? Still, you're having fun? No! Yeah, no, it's uh, it's insanely <sighs> boring. I, like, I, I think I find new ways to be bored every single day. Yeah. All right, Frank. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. I'll, sit, I'll talk to you another time. Alrighty, so that's the interview with Frank Fleming. I uh, obviously we hope you enjoyed that, uh, and us getting on each other's throats over Bryce Harper and hating the Yankees. Um, so again, it's our favorite pastime: hating the Yankees. Oh, crap. Anyways, uh, thanks for uh, listening to the Through the Seams podcast. Of course, you can follow the tw- uh, podcast, excuse me, on Twitter at The Seams Pod. Uh, you, 
and I don't think you really want to follow any of us on Twitter. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so thanks again once for what? Uh, thanks once again for uh, listening to the podcast. This is all one take. It's probably our best one yet. Um, yeah, uh, if anyone else has any closing words, please don't, Jake. Don't don't say anything that you know you want to say, please. Hope everyone's the New York safe. Yankees. Oh, okay. I was. I just want. I'm going to speak. The New York Yankees are the. That doesn't say safe. I don't care. The New York Yankees is the greatest sports organization in the world. Stay safe. Stay inside. Let's go Yankees, babe. Can I finish? Sure. Go I went to the no, page to say that because he cut me off. <laughs> Very rude, man. Cool. Anyways, hope everyone's staying safe. Um, depending on what state you're in, um, some states are opening earlier than others. That's uh, Florida, baby. For a few more weeks. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw you, Mr. Florida boy, open beaches. Everyone's fucking storming the beach. <laughs> Look, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I, I know, I know. It's peak Florida. It's but, the uh, most yeah, everyone's Florida safe. Possible. And, um, go Yankees, Cold World Bay Bay, Kirby Yates Club, boy, 55 home runs. That's it. You only have to listen to one of those things, and it's uh, stay safe and – We'd, we'd appreciate if you listen to Kirby Yates Fan Club. Uh, now, for the Go Yankees part, you don't have to do that. Seriously. You you, you don't have to torture yourself with uh, that talk. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been, of course, the Through the Seams podcast. And uh, stay safe.